Welcome to the Word of Life Center podcast. It's our desire that today's message would equip and empower you to see the Word of God bring life to your life. I want to talk to you about big picture, okay? You know, a lot of times in church, uh, I'll focus on ministering to you about something that God uh, has spoken to me to help you as an individual, as a believer, and to help you grow stronger, to find freedom in your life, or, or discover your purpose, or how you can make a difference. But, but I want to show you big picture today, okay? And I believe it's going to help you understand some things if you'll just hear this and understand this. All right, big picture, Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Listen to what it says. Go into all the world, how, where? All. all the world, and preach the good news, the gospel, to everyone. Go into all the world. Big picture for the church is that we go into all the world and preach the gospel. Amen? That's the big picture. But you have to understand how God looks at things. He's not looking down at the United States and patting himself on the back and saying, man, I'm sure proud of that country. He doesn't look at things that way. Now, he will use countries. He will use nations for his purposes. But God sees the world. God so loved the what? World that he gave his only begotten son. So you've got to see big picture here. Now, here's what you've got to hear, and here's what you've got to understand, all right? First thing you've got to understand is this. The value of the gospel message, the good news message, is based on the value that God put on it by giving His Son. See, if you don't, under, if you don't say, well, I just don't understand why we have to go preach all around the world, then you don't understand the value of what God did. You don't understand the purpose of what God did. Well, I think we ought to help our community. So do I. But I want to tell you something. Listen to me. There's a big picture. Okay? And if you don't understand and realize the value, okay, now listen to what I'm saying. The value that God placed on that big picture, then you're going to miss out on what really I believe in some ways God wants for your life. So you need to understand that and realize that. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you in Matthew chapter 13 uh, a parable that Jesus preached to help you with the big picture, okay? Now listen, Jesus taught these not just to tell a little fairy tale, a little story. He taught it to bring revelation. And so Jesus taught this parable and the parable he taught was this. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like a farmer. And this farmer goes out and plants good seed in his field. But the, that night, I, as he slept, an enemy would came, uh, came in and planted weeds among the wheat. When the crops began to grow and produce grain, the weeds also grew. Now listen, we can talk about weeds in Louisiana. 
if, if you've ever been out or worked in a yard or worked out in a field, you know what Johnson grass is, don't you? That stuff will grow up anywhere. You know, you, it's like you can't kill it. I mean, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Well, so in the midst of the wheat, Johnson grass grew. Weeds grew. Why? Because an, an enemy had sown those seeds. So that when they found out that an enemy had done it, they said, well, you want us to go out there and pull up that Johnson grass? You want us to come out and go out there and pull up those weeds? And the farmer said, no, let them grow together. This is important. Let them grow together. And when the harvest comes, we'll separate them. We'll put the wheat in the barn and we'll burn the weeds. Put the wheat in the barn, burn the weeds. All right, so Jesus taught that parable. And it was about the kingdom. And so later on in verse 36, the disciples said to Jesus, could you explain the story of the weeds in the field? So Jesus said, yeah, sure, I'll explain it to you. Now listen to what he said. The son of man is the farmer who planted the good seed. The field is the world. The good seed represents the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people who belong to the evil one. The enemy who planted the weeds among the wheat is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world and the harvesters are the angels. Just as the weeds are sorted out and burned in the fire, so will it be at the end of the world. The Son of Man will send His angels. They will remove from His kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. The angels will throw them in the fiery furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Big picture. Okay? We're looking at the big picture today. Okay, so you can see this and understand this, okay? Jesus sowed the good seed. Say, so, well, what, what does that mean, Pastor? He was the seed. Except, it says in John 12, 24, except a seed fall in the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. He was talking about himself. He was the seed. Now, everyone who believes on Jesus is part of that seed. Y'all still here? It's part of that seed. Everyone who believes on Jesus is part of that seed. Now listen to me, big picture here. Those who believe on him. Now listen to what verse 38 says again. It's very important that you hear this. Listen. It says the field is the world. All right, listen. The field is the world. You got to hear this. The field is not Shreveport. 
The field is not Louisiana. The field is not the United States. The field is not North America. The field is the world. He sowed the seed in the world. You've got to get a hold of that. You've got to understand that. He sowed that seed in the world. Well, but pastor, that seed, I tell you, there ain't nothing happening in Iran. Are you kidding me? Last, this, this, this past year, earlier, I was in Beirut, Lebanon, and I preached to pastors from Iraq, Iran, Jordan, Egypt, and Lebanon. Wait a minute. That means if they're pastors, they must have sheep. They have sheep in those nations. That means there's seed in those nations. Yes. Every nation. The world has seed already planted. And I'll just tell you this. Listen, we support a church in Antioch. If you ever read your Bible, you know Antioch's a pretty important place. It's really where the modern church started. The missions church started in Antioch. That was Paul's home base. We support a church in Antioch, Turkey. Seed. Good seed. He sowed good seed into the world. All over the world. Hear what I'm saying today, okay? So, the field is the world, and he sowed good seed in the world. Everybody still with me? All right, now listen. You got to hear this. So, here's a big picture. Verse 38 again. Look at this again. Here's a big picture. Okay, the good seed represents the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people who belong to the evil one. Now, don't look up so holy up your nose like, yeah, those are the evil ones. Yeah, you used to be one of them. I know some of you. I know your story. You know mine. So don't, don't get too uppity. But bottom line, that's all there is. As far as God is concerned, listen to me, that's all that is in his perspective Good seed and weeds. Good seed and weeds. The weeds were sown by and controlled by the devil. Listen, don't get too fearful about the devil. He's not as big as you think he is. In fact, this series that John and I are going to do later on in the month called The Illusionist, okay? No, we're not going to have a magician. No. He's the illusionist. You think he's some big bad something? You know the Bible says over in Isaiah that in the end time, I mean Ezekiel in the end time, they're going to look at him and say, is this who you really are? You understand and realize that your own will can resist the devil? Even if you weren't a Christian, you don't have to do everything he said. Well, the devil made me do it. No, that's not true. You may give in to the devil, but the devil can't make you do anything. Not unless you let him in. 
All right, I don't have time. We're going to talk about that later in the month. You're going to enjoy it too. Listen to this, okay? So you got the children of God, those who have accepted Jesus, and you got the weeds. Amen. That's, that's the way it is, okay? So there are two kingdoms in operation there, and not two kingdoms, but two operations of God. But now listen to me. There are really three, there are three operations of God, three realms of God, okay? There's the kingdom of God, there's the kingdom of darkness, kingdom of Satan, and there's the kingdom of men, okay? Three. Now li listen to me just a minute, okay? Don't ever think that they're equal. They're not even close to equal, okay? We, we know that the kingdom of God is, is, is run from heaven and it influences man through the gospel by the Holy Spirit. Jesus himself said, if my kingdom were of this world, we'd be fighting right now. We'd be, we'd be at war. But he said, my kingdom's not of this world. I don't have time to get into that, but listen. Then you've got the kingdom of Satan and people think, oh boy, that's bad. He's got strongholds. Yeah, he doesn't have nothing. Yeah, he's got, his, he's got principalities and powers, rulers of darkness, wicked spirits. You have authority over every one of them. He influences man. The only way that the devil I'm, it can influence you, listen to me, is by the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Okay. Then you've got another kingdom. It's called the kingdom of men. Listen, if you watch the news lately, the kingdom of men in America is making a mess. That's not a political statement. Well, I just don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Just so you understand, okay, the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of men will not, will not be in control of anything. They are not in control of anything. There was a king named Nebuchadnezzar. Okay? He wasn't just king of a country. He was the king of the world. The whole known world was under his authority. He thought he was a big shot. He thought he was somebody. And Daniel said, uh, you know that dream you had, Neb? You know that dream you had? That's you. And that's going to happen to you until you understand one simple thing. Heaven rules. Heaven rules. He laughed at, he laughed at Daniel. No, it ain't going to happen to me. Guess what? It did. Guess what he got a revelation of? Heaven rules. Listen to me. Don't, don't even, well, I tell you if the Democrats get in control. Well, if the Republicans get in control. Well, if this happens. Listen to me. Listen to what I'm saying. Don't get caught up in all of that. Be a Christian. Now, you're an American. You can vote however you want, but be a Christian. Heaven rules. Nothing, nothing is going to happen because men want it to happen. Nothing is going to happen because Satan wants it to happen. Heaven rules. 
The sooner you understand that, the more peace you're going to have. Amen. Amen. All right, now listen. Once you understand that the field is the world, you can understand some things. And you can understand the value and the heart of God and what God wants, what his desire is. Listen to this. He gave, he gave another, uh, another parable. I want you to listen to this one. In Matthew 13 and verse 44, listen to what he said. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. In his excitement, he hid it again, sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field. He didn't want the field. He didn't, want the, he didn't need the field. He needed the treasure. But in order to get the treasure, he had to buy the whole field. He sold everything he had. See, if you understand and realize that, that God's value on you, you are that treasure. Are you listening to me this morning? You are God's treasure. He sold everything he had. He gave up the most valuable prize thing that he had. And it was called his son to buy the whole field so he could have you as a treasure. He bought the whole field. He paid for the whole field. But he didn't want the whole field. He wanted you. He wanted the treasure in the field. He paid the price through his son Jesus for the whole field so that you would accept that sacrifice. Are y'all listening? Listen to what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20. For God bought you with a high price. God bought you with a high price. And it goes on. Honor God with your body. He bought you with a high price. The Bible says it, it, it's so powerful. Acts chapter 20, verse 28 it says this, Paul is talking to the church at Ephesus and he said, guard yourselves and God's people, feed and shepherd God's flock, his church, listen to this, purchased with his own blood. Now, I don't know how this happened. I don't know how it works, but somehow God's blood was flowing through Jesus' veins. Before that, God just used the blood of animals. But somehow, that, that creation of Jesus in the flesh with Mary didn't have man's blood. It had God's blood. He spilled his own blood. 
to purchase a treasure. You think God doesn't think you're valuable? You think God doesn't care about you? You are sad. Well, God just doesn't love me. Are you kidding me? You're his treasure. In fact, it says over in Isaiah, you're the apple of his eye. Why? Because he paid for something with a, that was unbelievably valuable. Listen to what 1 John 2, 2 says. Jesus became, listen, listen to what it says. He himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins. Not only our sin, now listen, this is important. Not only our sins, but the sins of the whole world. What? The sins of the whole world. Listen to me. You got to hear this. God knew that even though he was going to forgive everybody's sin, not everybody was going to come out of the weeds. In fact, it, the Bible says they love the darkness more than light. But just for that treasure of those who were willing to come out of the weeds, just for that, he was willing to shed his blood and, listen, forgive everybody's sins. That's the good news of the gospel. God's not going to forgive your sins. God has forgiven your sins. Do you understand that what keeps you out of heaven is not sin anymore? What keeps you out of heaven is not believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. Not coming out of the weeds. I, I don't have time. First Corinthians, you, you, go, you can go read it in, in the Bible. God literally reconciled the whole world for the treasure of those who would believe on Him. That's why the weeds and the, and, and the, and the wheat, the harvest, live together. That's why we live in this midst of all of this. Because every day God's saying, maybe I can just get one more, one more stalk. Get them out of the weeds. Get them over with the wheat. Maybe just one more, one more. Until he's satisfied with his harvest, he's going to keep doing that. So don't ever get discouraged about the way the world is going, the way life is going, and think, oh my God, now the, we're, I keep hearing, we're the minority. Christians are the minority. No, no, no. No, we're not. You'll find that out. It, 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 you'll, you'll understand that. I don't have time to get into it, but you'll understand that. It's not, it's not true. Why? Because you're here today. You're here today. Listen to me today. You're valuable. Okay? Because God paid the price for everybody's sin just so He could have the treasure of you. Now, I used to live in the weeds. I used to be a weed. And don't look at me so holy. Most All of you did too. Whether you think you did or not, you did. You were living in the weeds. But you made Jesus the Lord of your life. Now listen to me. There are no daisies in the middle of the weeds and the wheat. 
There is not a third category. Not any, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen these big sunflower fields or not. There's not any giant sunflower seeds growing up between the wheat and the weeds. No, it's either weeds or wheat. Y'all still here? So you have to understand and realize that that's God's perspective. That's the big picture, okay? Listen, the world is out there in lawlessness, unrighteousness, blaspheming the name of God, living unbridled lives, living in hopeless oblivion that there's anything else to life, living under the oppression of life, not knowing there is freedom, living in the weeds. And it's our job to get them out of the weeds. How you do that? You have to communicate the good news, the gospel. God deals, listen to this, with individuals who hear the good news of what God has done for them. That's who God deals with. Do you know that God is not dealing with people? Now, He may be for His own purposes, but in general, God is not dealing with people in the weeds who haven't heard. Because the, the hearing is the good news that they're reconciled to God. And if you don't, if they don't hear, they can't believe, they can't get out of the weeds. Well, but you know, uh, we've heard the gospel in, in, in the United States. We have. We have a lot. But I want to tell you something. Listen to me. Just because we've heard the gospel doesn't mean everybody's heard the gospel. A number of years ago, my, my aunt passed away. And, and so our church, and she wasn't a member of our church, but we rallied and we brought food to the, for the family after the, the, um, the, the service. And so all of her family were there and all of her kids and and uh, uh, grandkids, and she had a little seven, six or seven-year-old grandson there. And uh, so a lot of the church kids were there helping. And, and so one of them asked him, they said, hey, do you know about Jesus? And he looked at, the, he looked at uh, one of our little church kids, and he said, who in the hell is Jesus? <laughs> That's in America. But think about Thailand, 10%. Pakistan, we just, we just did a crusade. We just helped do a crusade in Pakistan, which is illegal to do, by the way, but God gave Mark and Victoria Bowling favor. 50,000 people, thousands heard the gospel and got out of the weeds. Egan Falk in Tanzania preaches to thousands who've never heard the gospel and they come out of the weeds. I just got a, 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 a WhatsApp from uh, uh, Christopher Alam, a, a, ministry, a friend of mine who's an evangelist. He just preached in Africa to 100,000 people who had never heard the gospel. Getting them out of the weeds. 
getting them out of the weeds. That's big picture. That's what you've got to back up and look at. What's our message? Be reconciled to God. He's forgiven. Listen to me. He's forgiven you. Be reconciled to God. He's forgiven you. Receive and step out of the darkness into the light, out of the weeds. Get out of the weeds. But you and I have to understand it's our responsibility as a church to either go or send. Do you know right now we have, and we're going to be praying tomorrow night over all the missionaries. You want to know more about them. Of course, you've got the card in, the, in your seat, but you want to know more about them. But, but we, we have got um, uh, Jeannie and Alex in Brazil. We've got Paul and, and Debbie in Africa. Reggie and Ronan in Africa. Patty and Titus in Africa. David Hawkins, he's right now, I think, in Tibet or somewhere. Who? He's in Bangladesh. Just, huh? Y'all want to preach this or what? <laughs> I'm not trying to list everybody. What I, my point is, listen, those people are out of our church. They went. But so either you're going to have to go or you're going to have to send somebody. That's, the only, that, that's God's perspective. I'm not so you're putting pressure on me. This is basic Christianity. It's the way we live our lives. Well, but, you know, we got things to do around here. Yeah, I know, we got things to do and we, we do things here. But I want to tell you something, it does not exempt us from the world. Because the field is the world. The field is the world. Now listen, I'm asking you to make a faith commitment over the next 12 months. That means that I'm asking you to believe God for X amount of money, whatever is in, on your heart, for 12 months. You have to obey God. You, not me. You have to obey God. Okay? And, and it's not, well, let me see if i got enough money in the bank. It has nothing to do with how much money you got in the bank. It's what can you believe God for. You know, a number of years ago, I asked the church, and you, some of you will remember this, just to believe God for $1,000. Remember when I did that? You know $300,000 came in? And it was all money that they didn't have. Different people, God just supernaturally provided. He'll do the same for you if you make a commitment, if you're willing. If you're willing. And listen, don't wait till all of it comes in. Just start giving whatever you can. I already mentioned, we, we help preach in Pakistan, okay, this next June. If you do what I'm asking you to do, we're doing a, we're doing a minister's conference in Arusha, Tanzania, and there'll be 3,000 ministers there. 3,000 ministers. We're going to encourage them. We're going to preach to them. We're going to build them up, and then we're going to send them out. 3,000. 
We're not going to send them out empty-handed because we've already made a commitment with John Bevere to print one of his books to help them and to teach them in Swahili. So not only are we going to send them out, but we're going to have a book to put in their hand to help them. Translated, we paid for it. Printed it, we paid for it. Distributed it, we paid for it. That's what we do as a church. Mike Arkless went with me to, um, to Lebanon. And we are supporting right now Syrian refugees who've gotten, gotten saved, who made Jesus the Lord of their life. We sat in their tents. We listened to their testimony. No doubt they're saved. We're supporting them right now in those tents in the Baca Valley. Why? Because the field is the world. The field is the world. We, we support uh, uh, people in Brazil, Jeannie and Alex. We support uh, Josh and Hannah Adams. The world. We, we're on every continent that has people. We don't preach to the penguins. But other than that, we're preaching the gospel. But we can't do it without you. Okay? The field is the world. Thanks for listening to the Word of Life Center podcast. You can connect with us on Facebook and Twitter or at our website, wordoflifecenter.org.